Welcome to Whatcom New Life Assembly's Sermon of the Week, where, as always, it's all good news. For more info on how to get involved in our church or to partner with our ministry, please visit us at whatcomnewlifeassembly.org. We've been jumping into this series about our senses, and today we are talking about the sense of sight, and it's a beautiful thing. And then if any of you have ever had troubles with your vision, you know how amazing it is when you can see clearly. Or you get up in the middle of the night, stub your toe on the couch because it's dark. How many, how many can just say, praise the Lord that I can see with my eyes, right? Thank you. The two of you are really thankful to the Lord today. <laughs> well, let me tell you a couple just, I thought it'd be fun to start with some statistics about sight. Um, things that maybe you don't care about, but here we go. The eye is a small and seems small and straightforward, but it contains more than two million distinct working parts to function. That's pretty pretty remarkable. All right, this one uh, is is interesting. Even a small noise can cause the pupil to dilate. So when you're listening to music, your eyes are kind of acting weird. All right, they get better as we go here. All right, here we go, ladies. One in twenty men is at least partially colorblind. Colorblindness is 10 times more common in men than women, which is why now we have a woman deacon on the board. She can help us in ways that we couldn't even possibly uh, imagine. All right, last but not least, this is something I didn't know. All babies are born colorblind and see everything upside down. So my poor children, this is the first thing they see. Oh, hello, my new baby. How are you doing? Ah, you're scaring me. Yeah, well, so you can have a little grace for my kids. You've seen what they've gone through, all right? All right. We are talking specifically today about sight. And you have to understand that we are people are, that are called to walk by faith, not by sight. Now, don't get me wrong, the eyeballs are a gift from God, seeing things, he makes beautiful things for us to behold and see, but they're not nearly as beautiful as the things we can only see by faith. And I have to use my eyes as a tool rather than a slave. Okay? Here's the deal. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. This is where we get this. We walk by faith, not by sight. And you have to understand that this, the connotation here, he's talking about how frail our human bodies are. That, that was, that's the connotation when he gets to we walk by faith, not by sight. He's trying to say this, hey, you're pretty frail. You need something more than just the physical body. You need faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, this flesh body, so that we know, so that we can remain humble and know that the power of God is, is not through this. It's through faith in Jesus only. Yeah. All right, so I, I throw all this out there because we are going to jump into Romans again. And uh, we read a lot of scripture last week. And uh, I, have, I have a good chunk here today as well. And the Bible is good because you can't argue with it. You can argue with me, but not with the Word of God. And I, I throw that, that, that connotation about 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Talking about our human body. Because where we're picking up in Romans 8 
it's this, he, he's throwing the same connotation here. Okay? We're picking up in Romans 8, 24, and it says this. We are saved by trusting, and trusting means looking forward to getting something we don't yet have. Okay? That's where we're going to start. But I had to back up, and I want to read verse 23 to you to give you, give you the preface to this. Because Paul's talking about how weak the human body is initially, right? And he says this in 23, and it won't be on the screen because I hadn't planned on reading this, but I think it's good. It says in this, And even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, also grown to be released from pain and suffering, we too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as children, including the new bodies he has promised us, bodies that will never be sick again and will never die. Amen. That's, that, that, that's amazing. And then he launches into this. We are saved by faith. We are saved by trusting. And trusting means looking forward to getting something we don't yet have. Right now, I have faith that Dan is going to bring me my coffee cup. Right? Watch this. We didn't set this up. I just believe he's going to do it because he's a kind guy. And he, Well, thanks. But now, I have it. Here's the thing. I have no more faith for this coffee cup. I don't need it. It doesn't work anymore. I, it, it, I have a coffee cup. Praise the Lord. My faith just became sight. Right? Here's the deal. We are saved by faith. Right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, he loves answering the prayers of his kids. He loves it. And we pray and we intercede and we're like, oh God, oh God, please send me a coffee cup. Oh Lord, I need a coffee cup. Oh Lord, I want a coffee cup. Oh Lord, if only, I, oh please Lord, I get on my hands and knees and I, I believe, I'm a man of God and I believe for this coffee cup. And then he says, amen, here's a coffee cup. Oh, I got a coffee cup. I'm no longer a man of faith. I'm a man of sight. And there's nothing wrong with that. But our temptation and what we end up doing as humans is, is now we're done praying. Let's talk about, oh, you hear, oh God, I need healing, right? I need, to, I need my heart healed. I need my heart healed. Oh, Father, every time I pray, I need my heart healed. When he heals me, my temptation is, oh, praise God. Let's go back to watching the football game. Nothing wrong with football. This isn't a dig at football. All right, back up. But what I'm saying is, we are saved by trusting. Without faith, it's impossible to, impossible to please God. So when my faith becomes sight, it's time to believe and pray for something else. It's time to push in it elsewhere. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but this is true. Some of you are, are still begging for the job because he knows if he gives it to you, you're going to stop praying and talking to him. He's looking for people who will be people of faith and just relationship and go in, Lord, Lord, Lord. All right, we're moving on. I don't even intend to, to, all right. Where do we leave off? First, we only got through one verse. Great. But if we must keep on trusting God for something that hasn't happened yet, it teaches us to wait patiently and confidently. I believe there should always be something in your life that you don't have yet that you should be seeking God for. If you don't, Figure it out and start praying. 
It's, 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 just, it's just simple reliance, teaching you to believe, to wait patiently and confidently. And then in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily promise, problems and in our praying, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray as we should, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. Oh, praying in the Spirit's the best. My prayer life is like two minutes without the Holy Spirit. Bless this person, bless this person. Lord, I want more money. Lord, <laughs> this is, oh, my list is done. But he says, press in beyond that. And it takes faith to pray in the Spirit, right? Anybody can pray your list. But it takes faith to then push in. Oh, Holy Spirit, I don't even know what to pray. Help me in my weakness. And pray in the Spirit. All right. The Spirit, uh, he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. Yes. And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. That takes faith. That takes faith. Because any fool can look at what's happening to my life. Every list, you could list out every problem in your life. And if I told you now, you could all at least come up with three problems that you're facing. And you could walk, it'd be easy to rehearse them to me. It's easy because you see them. You see them with your sight. Oh, I can't pay the rent. Oh, my, my, uh, I was diagnosed with this. Oh, so-and-so betrayed me. Oh, I can list those things. But faith, what, is, what does faith do? Faith looks beyond that, and it looks into what God is. And it says, it says here, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good. So praise God, this person hates my guts. Woo! Now I am happy all the day. But I can honestly say that if, I, if I'm in faith. Because if I believe this is what the word says, that, that, he, that, all, that anything that's happening to me, if I love God, it is working for my good. Well, praise God, I'm growing here. This is good. You see, that goes beyond my flesh. That goes beyond my sight. It goes into a realm called faith. And faith is the only way to please God. Faith is the substance. Oh, we got to move on. From the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him, and all along he knew he would, should be like, uh, excuse me, I'm totally off, should become like his son, so that his son would be the first among, with many brothers. And having chosen us, he called us to come to him, and when we came, he declared us not guilty. He filled us with Christ's goodness, gave us right standing with himself, and promised us his glory. Wow. I'm not making this up. This is in the Bible. What can we ever say to such wonderful things as these? If God is on our side, who could ever be against us? Since he did not even spare his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? Won't he? It takes faith to say amen to that. Because I can point out a hundred problems. But faith says, of course he'll give me everything else. Of course he will. He didn't even spare his son. Oh, come on. Let's get some faith stirred up here. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Will God? No. He is the one who's forgiven us and given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ? No. For he is the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and is sitting at the place of highest honor next to God, pleading for us there in heaven. Pleading for us there in heaven. Look at me. I, with my eyes, I can't see Jesus sitting and pleading to God on my behalf. That would be awesome. I think I'd probably die out of awesomeness. But I don't see it with my eyes. 
What I can see with my eyes is, oh, this is happening. Oh, that bill's due. Oh, this is, I can see all of those things. Do you see how limited my sight is? But faith, if I believe the word, and I didn't make this up, this is the word of God, amen? It tells me that all things work together for my good. Not only that, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God pleading for me. So, so what so-and-so says this about me? So what this happens? Jesus is pleading for me. I have reason to be happy. I have reason to believe God is good. My eyes may see this problem. That's the easy way. But faith ascends that. It goes beyond that. It looks to who God is, what he says, what he's doing. And what is he doing? He's pleading for me. Well, I, I stumbled last night and uh, I listened to that Ariana Grande song. Whatever it was that what I read last week. Seven rings. Oh. I'm, I'm a terrible person. Listen, any fool can feel terrible about listening to Ariana Grande. And you should. All right. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right. Maybe you should, I don't know. But what does a faith do? God, you, even in that moment when I stumbled, it, uh, it doesn't have to be Ariana Grande, but even in that moment, what are you doing? You're not condemning me, you're pleading for me. God, forgive them. They know not. I plead on their behalf. Ooh, this gives me faith. That gives me, that gives me condemnation. My sight can see the condemnation. My faith goes well beyond that, and I can be happy all the day. I can walk in joy, but it has to be through faith. i got to move on quickly. Who can ever keep Christ's love from us? When we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed, it is because is it because God doesn't love us anymore? And if we're hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No, for the scriptures tell us that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep headed to the slaughter. Praise Jesus. That doesn't make me happy. But the, but the posture actually will if you look at it in faith. I'm ready to face death at any moment. I don't care how many armies come against me. I'm ready to face death. I can be a sheep headed to the slaughter and I can smile and I can be a man of faith all the way. Jesus is pleading on my behalf. He's, he's working all things for my good. Greater is he who is in me. These are all things out of the word and I can confess those and I can stand in faith. And what if I get my head chopped off? What can death do? It has no sting. I can be scared of death because death looks scary, it sounds scary, it might even feel scary. But faith says death ain't scary. Faith says, faith says that, that, that this, this life is temporary anyway. This is an earthen vessel, and yeah, you're, you're all going to die. But faith says, greater is he. And while I'm here, praise God, I get to believe in faith, and he's working things for my good, and I have reason to have joy. I never, you realize that, listen, I'm not even going to preface this. Depression, anxiety, and fear are demonic in nature. And what, what, is, what is a demonic thing? What is, what is that? It's trying to get my attention on the carnal things that I can see. Oh, my wife is like this all the time. My husband's like this all the time. Thank you, I had to change that so I didn't get in trouble later. But here's the deal. I can see that. I can hear that. And the enemy's trying to stir it up. 
Stir it up. Get mad. Get anxious. Oh, you have great reason to be depressed. This is, this is all you heard what that person said. Oh, you know what the doctor said. Oh, the, you should do that. Look, look, look. He's trying to get you to look. And if I fix my eyes on the dancing puppet of demons, I will be depressed. I will be anxious. I will be fe- Oh, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And God's, and, and, but faith looks in. What is Jesus doing? He's sitting right by God and say, oh, yeah. Lord, Lord, we just, we just uh, plead on their behalf. Give them peace. They're, give them victory. Give them, get, make them a conqueror. I have good things. Remember the plans you have for Bob? Oh, yeah, let's do those. Even though Bob is surrounded by a great a bunch of enemies and they're trying to dance and scare him, the Lord is, is promising and speaking a good thing. Some of us try to own the fear and own depression and own anxiety and own anger, and then we attach it to ourselves as this is what I, who I am. It's always in my circumstance. Yeah, well, you know what? We can all see that on you too. But we don't believe that about you because there is a better word for you. It is peace. It is joy. It is love. It is wholeness. It, it, is, it is contentment. I believe the word of God over you, not what I see. All right. Where were we? Oh, yeah, facing death all day long. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know what verse that was. All right. Oh, 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 and I didn't even get to the best part, 37. So we just got done. We are like sheep awaiting the slaughter. But despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't and the powers of hell itself cannot keep love away. Our fears of today, our worries about tomorrow or where we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Thank you, Jesus. So what? The entire armies of the world are against you and you're all by yourself. Ah, you're like a sheep headed to the slaughter. Despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours. Overwhelming victory is ours. I don't have time, but I wanted to read you the story of King Jehoshaphat in the Bible. It's out of, it's out of 2 Chronicles 20, and one, that's one of the places you can read it. We're going to revisit it next month. But I'll tell you, Jehoshaphat was one of the good kings. There's not very many of them. But here he was. He, Judah, he was the king of Judah, and, and they, were, they were surrounded by the, by the armies. Way overwhelmed. They were, they were absolutely overwhelmed. And what did he do? He got scared. <laughs> and what did his fear do? It, it threw him on his knees. Now, I want to talk to you about two kinds of faith today. Two kinds of faith. There is feeling faith, and there is foundational faith. They're both good. You thought I was going to say feeling faith wasn't good. Oh, feeling faith is great. You know how many people are in heaven because they felt scared? <laughs> because when the army surrounds me, what do I see? I see an entire army. That There's a hundred men to every one person in my army. Oh, no. Now I get a decision. Okay? I pointed out to you the obvious, but now I get a decision. I'm feeling very scared. I can fall on the grace of God. And start pleading, Father God, 
and start quoting the word and saying, Lord, Lord, you're greater than, than, than these numbers. And this is what Jehoshaphat did. The entire army, there were, there's no way they could have beaten them. And he, he pled and he led the entire nation in repentance and, and, and before the Lord, well, God, we need you. They're mocking you. You're the greatest. You're the only one who can save us. You are worthy. And God said, okay, I will deliver you. And so they got up and, and they started, see, that's feeling faith. And it's a good thing. We've all faced feeling faith where it rises up in you and that's awesome. And they, they get, they get to, to where the battle's going to be. And they said, let's, talk, let's praise God one more time. And let's talk to the Lord one more time. And they, pray, they talked, and, they, and God says, now, send the choir out first. Send the choir out first. We're going to send Stephanie and the worship team out to fight the Taliban. All right. We're going to follow them. <laughs> We're right behind you guys. <laughs> but this is what God told them to do. And they, so they started to worship the Lord. And what did he do? He inhabited the praises of those people. And the entire armies that were out there killed each other. And never the, it, the people of Judah didn't have to raise a sword. They, they, they all wiped each other out. They were scared to death. That was based on, 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 on this thing called faith that rose up. I can, in those moments, I can freak out. And I can start quoting that there's all these people. Oh, it's so scary. It's so scary. And I can find 10 people and I can say, Pastor Erica, it is scary right now. Don't you think it's scary? Didn't you see that? It's really scary. Dane, it is scary, right? Do you see that? There's no faith in that. I feel scared. But, but, I, but I can, this is faith. Pastor Erica, it's scary out there. Do you see what's happening? Do you see that? Yes. Don't you know that God is bigger than that? Let's pray. Let's, let's intercede because he's greater. Yeah, let's do that. God, you are worthy. You are holy. You are always able to do above and beyond all we could ask or think. Yes, Father, I land on, on your grace. I fall upon your, on, on your grace. Faith climbs the mountain and sees who God is, what he's doing, and declares that. And I can do that based on feeling. And I can do that based on foundational. Now, it's easy to do it based on feeling. Maybe not as easy as you might think. It's easier to re recite the fear. But I'm telling you, what, what, real, what, what really level we want to get to, because now Jehoshaphat has a, has a test. The armies are all dead. Praise God. Am I still going to land on my face before God and I'm going to intercede and push in and say, God, you're worthy. What do we want to do next? Who do you want us to be as a people? God, and now I'm going to pray this. Would you just let your glory fall over the other nations? You know, once I get the cup, it's my turn to now push into faith for something that I've never asked for before. Faith climbs the mountain and sees beyond the circumstance. It climbs above their depression. It climbs ab above your anxiety, and it looks over, and it says, who is God? Okay, that's what I'm going to pray for. That is what I'm going to, and faith then is declaring that thing, and believing that thing, and walking in that thing, and, and living for that thing, until faith becomes sight, and when it does, praise God, I don't need faith for it anymore. Where can I point my faith? And it's really easy. I can walk down the street and point out a hundred things that, we need, that, that the kingdom looks like that's not happening. And so I have lots of areas to pray. But the test is, what am I going to pray for that I just don't feel like praying for? I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't really have compassion on the homeless. But I don't have anything else to pray for. <laughs> Honestly, push into it. You know, God, it's not his will for people to be homeless and, and destitute. That's not, his, that's, not his, that's not his desire. So I can pray into that. 
Now, a man or woman of faith can do that without feeling the great compassion for those people. Now, the Lord puts compassion for us to stir us up to pray for things, but they're fair game no matter what. All right. <laughs> this is my favorite part. All right. Throw up my favorite slide. Thank you. It's always going to come back to maple bars with me, folks. This is a maple bar. Do you believe that? All right, you do. You know what you guys have? You guys have faith that that's a maple bar. But did you know what? To have a maple bar, faith has to follow a long process. Did you know that the, 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 the farmer has to, has, to plow the, has to put the seed in and believe that it's going to grow? I got I to gotta believe that there is still a maple bar, that I'm, I'm praying for a maple bar. I, gotta pray, I believe, Father, that the seed's been planted. I believe, I believe that this sugar cane is a maple bar in the making. I believe it. But they look totally different in the, in the process, right? I see sugar cane. I, can, I don't have a maple bar. This just tastes like a plant. Mm, I guess I'll eat it. It's food. All right. Faith says, but Father, your kingdom is better than just a sugar cane. Your kingdom is a maple bar, and that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm believing for. Thank you for the sugar cane. Thank you for the wheat. I believe, thank you for those things. I don't need faith for them anymore because now they've grown. What do I need faith for? The maple bar. Faith then follows into the harvest. I have to believe that the hard work and the harvest pays off. I have to believe that I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do that harvest. Faith has to follow into the bakery where the baker gets up at 3 a.m. And, and I believe that this pile of dough can be something. I have faith that it, it will be something. Faith falls into the baking process, into, into the making of the maple, maple sauce. Faith falls into the grocery store when they set it on the shelf. And one day... Oh, you can't give me that one that's eaten already. One day, folks, the blessings of the Lord. I've been interceding in the name of Jesus. I've been interceding. Oh, Father, my faith has become sight. I've been praying for 15 years. Well, I haven't necessarily. This maple bar can represent anything you've been praying for. God, oh, God. Wow, you answered my prayer. You answered it again. Oh. <laughs> Give me a minute. Ah. Here's the deal. I am no longer a man of faith. I'm a man of sight. Am I going to stop now? The Lord just proved himself faithful. And maybe I don't want an apple fritter, but the apple fritter is the kingdom. And so I'm going to start praying for the apple fritter. Even if I don't feel like it. Because a man of faith, a woman of faith, leans in and believes. Only believe. Only believe. I believe one of my greatest responsibilities as a preacher and a teacher is to simply stir you up to believe. Believe and start talking to the Lord. Only believe. Only believe. What are you believing the Lord for? If you don't have anything, find something and go. Because without faith, without trust, it is impossible to please the Lord. You, otherwise, you get to a level and you level out because all I've ever prayed for is this revival. And what revival looks like to me is completely different to what it looks like to God. I just want you to understand that. But in my estimation, 
Here's what revival looks like. And so I start praying for that. And it's going to have, so we're going to have 10 services. Everyone's going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Everyone's going to be saved. Yes, 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 yes. Woo! A year from now, we have 10 services. Everyone's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Woo! This is great. This is great. This is why every major revival has ended, because people have reached their level of expectation. I'm not telling you, we, we get to learn to be content in all circumstances, but I'm stirring you up to be discontent in all circumstances in another way. Because now, what is God doing that I can't even imagine? Oh my goodness. It, you answered this prayer, and, and you say that it's above all I can ask or think. Well, I can think to ask for this. Lord, what on earth are you doing that I haven't even thought to ask for yet? I better climb the mountain and have a peek. Because right now, I'm, I found my fat and happy moment. And as long as I'm on planet Earth breathing planet Earth's air, I'm called to be a person of faith. Stir it up. Stir it up. No one hopes for what he already has. So when God answers, and he answers, can you anybody say God has answered my prayers before? Amen. He answers our prayers. He does it all the time. But he wants us then to be like, now where, where else can we go? Who else needs the kingdom? Where else needs the kingdom? Where else, where else does your kingdom need to come and your will be done? Lord, Lord, I see this out of line. Lord, I'm just going to start praying for the, 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 the widows of Whatcom County. I don't feel like it, but I know that you look after them. So, Father, would you bless them? Father, would you bless, bless my parents? Father, would you bless my kids? Father, would you show them your glory? Would you fill my kids with your Holy Spirit? I pray that every day, you know, because I want to see them filled with the Holy Spirit, and they will be. So then they get filled with the Holy Spirit. What am I going to do? Oh, okay, give them more money. Sure, I'll pray that for them. I pray blessings over my kids. I want them to never be lacking. I believe that's, that's, God, that's, that's in the Word. So I pray that over him. I'm going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to stir it up in me. What is not true today that needs to be true? Pray for it. Seek it. Ask the Lord. Get on your knees. Just spend time with Jesus. All right. I, I want to end with this. I'm, I want to talk about a song that we only sing once a year called the Battle Hymn of the Republic. It's a very different song back before the Civil War. Uh, this, this lady here, her name is Julia Ward Howe. She did not write the, the song. She wrote the words to the song. Before she came along, the, the, the words were very different, and they were sung by our soldiers during the Civil War. But they were depressing. They were a declaration uh, of, of just the obvious. It was called uh, John Brown's Body. And it went something like this. John Brown's body lies uh, moldering in the grave. His soul is marching on. All right. And we're marching to our deaths. And this, this, this was, they were all singing it. It, was, it, had, it had infested our, the, entire, the entire troops. And they would sing it as they drudged and they marched along. Oh, Bob is dead. His soul is marching on. They're dead. Obviously, they saw things that were more horrific than you and I probably could ever imagine, right? The last thing they needed to do was be reciting the obvious. 
They weren't do- that, there's no faith involved. And so one day, Julia Ward Howe was standing next to the Reverend James Freeman Clark, and they were observing the troops as they, as they were marching, and they were singing this song. And the Reverend James Clark said, someone needs to change the words to this song. And that night, she went to bed as usual. And I just want to read you the quote. It says, I went to bed that night. This is, a, this is Julia Ward Howe talking. I went to bed that night as usual and slept according to my want quietly and soundly. I awoke in the gray of the morning twilight, and as I lay waiting for the dawn, the long lines of the desired poem began to twine themselves in my mind. Having thought of all the stanzas, I said to myself, I must get up and write these verses down, lest I fall asleep again and forget them. So with sudden effort, I sprang out of bed and found in the dimness of the old stump of a pen, which I remembered having used the day before, I scrawled the verses almost without looking at the paper. And this is what she wrote. And I believe this was a prophetic declaration that God gave her. She said, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Sing it with me. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. And this became the anthem of the, of the, of the army, and they started to march in prophetic declaration of truth rather than the obvious depression and anxiety that they saw all around them in the terror smoldering in the grave. No, I've seen the glory of God. He's coming. He's coming on a cloud. Oh, glory to his name. He's trampling out the vintage where the grapes of Raul. He's coming. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a In his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. His truth is marching on. And in her stanza, we changed it to let us live to make men free. She said, as as he died to make men holy, let us die to make them free. Because that's how Christ told us to live our lives. Greater love is no man in this when he laid down his life for a friend. That became the anthem that transformed a nation. That became a seed that transformed. And people throughout history, it's a prophetic declaration. It's not just a happy little song. Winston Churchill, who faced one of the darkest times in world history, he demanded that this song be sung at his funeral. Walt Disney did as well. Just for what it's worth, he did, all right? But I'm telling you, what did that do? It dug in. He, she climbed onto the mountain and she saw who God was and what he is. And that became the declaration and that transformed things. Not, not the opposite. Now I want to set up this video clip and we'll conclude with this. Martin Luther King. Go ahead and hit pause on that. He was another man who came and was born into a very dark time. And it was, everyone, any old fool could walk around and say, look at the horrific things that are happening. 
But what did he do? He climbed on the mountain and said, God, what are you doing? And that became the declaration and, the, and his heart's cry and his heart's declaration. And this is considered the last speech he gave before he was assassinated. And I'd like you to listen to it. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. And I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Any fool can look at your problems. It takes a man or a woman of faith to look on the mountain and see what God says, who he is. And I know my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. That's who he is. He's glorious. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And this is who a man or a woman of faith is. We push in. We push in. We believe. We believe when my faith becomes donut. I push in for the next donut. <laughs> I push in for the steak. I push in. This is God. He answers our prayers not so that we can be done with him, so that we can move further in. We live in a fallen world that has been paid the ultimate price to redeem. Wherever you see the fall, the Lord wants to redeem. The easiest prayer is, oh, God, would you just come back and get them all? The better prayer is, God, get them now. Father, grab their heart. Would you bless them now? Would you bless those people that, that, that have persecuted me, that I believe have wronged? Oh, bless their socks off. Because you're a God of blessing. We are people of faith who walk by faith. Not by sight. When I see, it's time to lean in somewhere else. Amen? One of my favorite verses, my favorite chapters. When Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to a lot of people, but he didn't appear to poor Thomas, did he? <laughs> At least not initially. And Thomas said this, I'll never believe unless I see. And so Jesus, in his grace, shows up. He appears in this room, and Thomas is there, and he's stunned. And he says, Thomas, put your hand in my side. Feel this, where I was. Where I was. And, and, and Thomas declares, I believe. I now believe. I now believe. And he says, you believe because you've seen it. Blessed are those who have not seen and believe. There's a blessing in that. Believe it or not, those of you who are here and have been praying for something for years are more blessed 
there is a blessing there than those who prayed the same prayer and received it 10 minutes later. Wow. Because there is a blessing that comes with faith. And so here's how we're going to end. Have Stephanie come forward. I'm going to have you all stand. And I want you to stir something up in you, whether you feel it or not. I want you to get on the tip of your head, the tip of your tongue, the very things that you've stopped praying for, that maybe you've never started praying for anything. What is it that God, you want to see him do in your life, in the lives of those around you? What is it, what is it you want to believe for? And we're going to sing the battle hymn of the Republic. Because his truth is marching on despite what you see right now. So Stephanie, would you get us going? Mine eyes have, have seen, seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Father God, we declare that you are true and every man a liar. Yes. Father, we do look beyond what we see. We climb the mountain and we look to the glory of God, who is our salvation, who is our hope and our future, Lord. Lord, and we say, Lord, may haste the day where our faith is being made sight. But until that day, we lean in and we believe. We believe, we lean in, Father. Your truth marches. Our sight retreats. May we be listed among the men and women of faith who looked beyond our circumstance into the truth of Jesus Christ, into the truth of his glory, and marched into the beat of your drum, not to ours. And I pray that blessing on each person here. Lord, that they would stir up in themselves. Lord, would you raise up men and women of faith 
to champion your truth and to champion where, where, you, where injustice is happening, to champion where, where lies are thriving, to champion where lives are being wasted and people are being lied to, Father. And, and, and those who can't protect themselves, Lord, would you rise up faith? And may we step out in faith before we feel it, before even the army surrounds. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We, we, we take captive all of those things. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit us at welcomenewlifeassembly.org.